Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. I spent a lot of money today. Actually, I had to send. I, I want to tell this because some people out there may be going through this at some point in a future state. Car buying is not what it used to be. Car buying is probably the worst experience it ever has been. And it's, I, you know, I bought a lot of cars, but I don't, I can't recall it ever being this nonsense. So the high level on this, <laughs> the very first car I bought, I'm talking me when I turned an adult, was a Mustang, brand new off the lot. That's not what I planned to buy. I planned to buy a Ford Pro because that was my dream car back when I was a kid. I go down to the, it was in the newspaper. Another dealer said, I want that Ford Pro. We don't have that car anymore. Deep, deep, deep. We can get you some money over here. Something else here. And I, you know, but what do you mean you don't have it? I just saw it in the paper. Yeah, we, we ain't got it. But I can get you this other one over here. We need a car. Deep, deep. So, me being fresh out of high school, I need the wheels. I got to do something. And so, whatever. I remember my friend drove me down there <laughs> for this business. So, they swing me over to this. Uh, Ford, I think it was a Ford Taurus, I believe it was. And it's a stick. If I remember this, it was a stick, and I couldn't drive a stick at the time. So he's like, yeah, take you up on the roof and teach you how to drive it. Of course, that's going to jack up the gears and all this. And if you know stick, <laughs> which are a dying breed, by the way, uh, that's that was not a good idea. Not going to work. So he's like, got this uh, Ford Mustang over here. Get you on that one. Deep, deep, deep. 19 grand for this garbage. Okay. I don't want a Mustang, and I certainly didn't want to pay that much money. Ultimately, he wheels and deals me into this car. I'm sitting there with my friend. The finance manager comes out, and he says, he holds out his hand, but not close enough for me to shake it. And he says, now we're going to take this check for you. We're going to cash this check, and we're going to go and get this done. And if this check bounces, I'm going to come out to your ass. I'm going to arrest your ass. I'm going to take you out. Hi, how you doing? And then tries to shake my hand. Just a straight up, and I remember the look on my friend's face. Like he was about to get up and knock this dude out. Like it was just the shadiest, slimiest business. That car had issues from day one. 
because the speaker system blew out. I think it was the amp blew out. I only had the car for three months when it started happening. Speaker stiff blew out. Brakes start going bad. And you're like, brakes? The brakes went bad three months into this garbage. It was a nice looking car. It's a Mustang, but it was garbage. But it was easy for me to get it. It was it was dumb, simple to get it. Fast forward, and I bought tons of cars. You know, I've countless cars. I'd have to think which cars I bought. You know, I've had three Sebrings, and I've had the two Altimas. I've had the two Fusions now. Uh, Geostorm, you know, the Dodge Stratus. I've had tons of cars. Each one of them were reasonably easy, except for the Dodge Stratus. That was nonsense, because I was supposed to get into a Dodge something or other. Can't remember what it was, but then they they actually scammed me, and I didn't realize because I was too young. The scam is they'll tell you, all right, you're good to go. Take the car. Happy. Congratulations on your new ride. And it was, um, I forgot what the other Dodge is. It's it's the one that, it basically is the Chrysler, but it's not a Chrysler. So I drive it home. It's like a 2015 or something. I don't know. I drive it home. and Or 2005. Drive it home. I get a call a couple of days later. Need you to bring the car in or we're going to arrest you. Like, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, the financing fell through. This is actually a scam. I didn't know it at the time that it was a scam. So they leave me with this Dodge Stratus, this uh, 2000, I think it was 2003 or whatever. Dodge Stratus, visually nice looking car, but arguably a crap car. I couldn't stand it. It actually had a situation. I drove out to Yuma, Arizona because I was in California. I drove to Yuma, hot out there. I had parked because I went to a client. Came out. Start the car, it started, and then it stopped. At that moment, I knew, okay, this is a very bad thing, and I need to do something about this. It was after that that I committed, you know, I'm going to stop buying these freaking used cars, and then I ended up buying used Sebrings, and I had the one that the transmission fell out when I was on the freeway, and that was kind of a wake-up call. The thing, though, is that old cars, man, they were just beautiful. They're visually beautiful, and then... I, I missed the Seabreeze. And then when I went to Altima's, they were crap. It was a brand new too. They were crap. Went to the Ford Fusions. I thought they were great. Never had an issue with either one of them. So then fast forward now. And I gave my car back during the pandemic. I gave it back. I was like, take you, I almost cussed. Take your car. I'm not paying this monthly anymore. Take it. And they sent me a check for 4,000 bucks. And I was underwater on the car. So I already knew, okay, I'd rather take the $4,000 and stop paying, you know, hundreds of dollars every month. So I didn't have a car and I didn't need one because I wasn't really going anywhere because the pandemic, we were all shut down, right? So now I need to get out of freaking Nevada and I want to drive out of here. So I need a car. Turns out not only are used car prices out of whack, but everybody's trading in high mileage vehicles. Like we're talking, it's harder now to find a vehicle that's less than 100,000 miles. Obviously, modern vehicles have better technology. But you still, you know, you don't know if they took care of it. Did they do garbage oil and Jiffy Lube? You just don't know. And so you try to minimize how much the car was used, how much it was beat up. Did it get at least some sort of an, you know, analysis done to it or something? And is it worth it? Well, I recently was telling a story about trying to buy a car online. And this fell out three times. I sent a blog and shamed them online because it just fell out three freaking times trying to get this. This last one, I got it to the point we were two hours before delivery, and they call me. Yeah, the camshaft sensor lights on. I'm not comfortable delivering this. Deep, deep, deep. Like, why didn't you catch this in December? I don't know what's changed, but it's buying a car is not what it used to be, ladies and gentlemen. It's like, dude, why is this this freaking hard? To the point that new car prices 
in some cases are equivalent to the used. You know things are jacked up. It used to be I could buy a Ford Pro for like five thousand bucks. I could buy a, a Camry for like eight nine thousand dollars. And now we're talking these jokers were like twenty thousand bucks. I'm like screw you. We're not doing it. So then I found a different service. I'll give a shout out to them on Casual Talk Radio probably. Different shout out, but I found a service. They claim it's straight in and out. I've already paid. That's the money I spent to do the final, basically payout. It's a buy. I didn't do financing. So I wired that money up to them. And then I had to follow up to them tomorrow because the wire is going to go tomorrow morning. Follow up with them. See what we do now because you don't have the delivery fee. How do we do the delivery fee? How do we make this work? They claim it's literally just that. You pay, you sign the docs and do that. I have to get insurance. But if it's that straight up, I will... I will praise them to the high heavens of the slickest online buying process possible. And like I said, I will talk about them on casual talk radio, our sister podcast, including the YouTube channel. Cause I will want to get the word out about them. If they can pull this off, I don't know that they can. Uh, someday I'll tell you the story about this jokers of Michigan, but I know what you're waiting on. You're waiting on some crypto. So let's go ahead and get to that. Are you enjoying this brief pump? Hopefully you are, but hopefully you're also being careful, cautious, and a little bit studious. Don't fall into traps. People think this may very well be, may very well be what's called a bull trap. A bull trap is essentially people are pumping money in there to trap people to get in so they can get use you as exit liquidity. I don't know that there is or isn't. I am saying that what I see this may not hold. Now, I did predict a good run, but just the nature, the, vo- the volatility I still see and everything, I'm telling you to be cautious. That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you what to buy or not to buy. I'm saying be cautious, be careful. Don't fall into a bull trap. If it is a bull trap, I don't know that it is, but I suspect it's temporary. I could be wrong, and maybe it is. This is the run that we expect. It just seems like it's too early. seems like we're too early in it to see this kind of a run, but if you are in projects, make sure that you take profits. Don't let yourself get jacked. Or if you're a long play, no problem. Either are viable options. Either are viable strategies. Uh, viable, rather. Strategies. I am simply a messenger. And what I see doesn't hold long term. Hopefully, I am wrong about how this works. Logan Paul. <laughs> I did a coverage. And I believe, I forget where it was, but I did a coverage. And CoffeeZilla, who does cryptocurrency coverage, he's started to branch out into other things. He's one of the most well-known on YouTube. Went after Logan Paul and his CryptoZoo NFT game, basically calling it a scam. He had talked to a bunch of developers. This is the worst here because what happens is CoffeeZilla said that Logan basically hadn't paid developers. He dumped the project, spun up something else. That's why CoffeeZilla got involved. Logan Paul released a response video where he basically was calling out CoffeeZilla saying, you didn't do due diligence, everything works, I'm going to make this a success, screw you, and there's threats of lawsuits. It's the most comical thing possible because now what you're talking about is, for whatever reason, this guy, Logan Paul, he's got millions and millions of people following him, and then CoffeeZilla likewise has millions and millions of people following him, so now you got top-tier people of influence going at it because one of them is accused of being a scammer, one of them is accused of lying about me, this person. And it's, it's intriguing. It's fascinating. You know, you watch this and you're like, geez, you know, at the end of the day, this guy, CoffeeZilla, he's the one that exposed SafeMoon. And SafeMoon actually involved 
Jake Paul, which is Logan Paul's brother. So now it's <laughs> it's like this web and then the lawsuit threat and all this. And apparently developers behind this project have like criminal records and all this. It's very shady people. And allegedly Logan didn't know this, but then Logan in his response video said, so you actually trusted and talked to these criminals and he called out their, their criminal record and all that stuff. Well, wait a minute. You hired these people. If, if they're that bad, why did you hire them? And then he was like, I didn't know about these bad actors. Quote, the space is unfortunately ripe for bad actors to infiltrate projects that start with even the best intentions. Shouldn't there be a screening process to make sure that you're not bringing in sketchy, almost cussed people to a project that you run? What the heck changed? What the heck went wrong? How is it that Logan was not able to see that these people had these bad records. How was it that Logan was looking the other way? That seems to confirm what CoffeeZilla says is the truth, which is that Logan Paul just walked the other way and was not involved in the oversight of the project. Well, if you're not involved in the oversight of the project, that means you are hurting some of the investors that allegedly got scammed. Some of the claims I'm not going to dig into. Things like the NFT is just a picture, bro. All NFTs are just pictures, Okay. The game was supposed to give you an egg and you can crack the egg and get some animal. Logan showed some footage where that was happening, but it could have been edited for all we know. I don't go in that crap because, you know, I don't go off in a tease, but I, I'm just sharing it because it's fascinating. It's fascinating seeing these people at the top of ladders just eat each other like hyenas. I, I, I find it fascinating personally. I figured I'd just share that. Coinbase, who's on my bad side recently, and I'll probably tell that story at some other point, but Coinbase very recently was now going to need to be paying some money. Uh, apparently, regulators found some failures, heightened risk of criminal activity. This may have affected what happened to me today, bastards. So apparently, it's $100 million as a settlement for the state of New York. Said that they violated anti-money laundering laws. I don't know how or why that was that was a thing, but they're going to have to pay some money. Now, it's not a lot of money. It's a drop in the bucket. Today, I actually was doing some transactions and I needed to change my billing address. This should be a simple thing. Go to address, update billing address. <coughs> address, right? Well, that, didn't, that wasn't that simple here, folks. It didn't work that way. So when I tried to go in and do it, you have to actually delete the freaking card and recreate it. So I deleted it, recreated it. it. has to go for verification. I did the verification. Everything was fine. All of a sudden, I can't use that card. I just added it and I know I did. Can't use the card. Okay, so I sign out back in just to check. Doesn't work. Okay, so I wire money in. Takes them 30. I actually took them an hour to get the funds credited. So now I'm thinking, okay, something's weird. I go and it gives me an alert. It says you can't send any crypto for a week. Now, I don't need to necessarily send uh, crypto for a week, but it pisses me off that this happened. So now I'm like, okay, what the heck's going wrong? Their chat doesn't tell you anything. It doesn't tell you what's wrong. But they're like, oh, you might have got scammed. Doop, doop, doop. All I did was change the freaking card. Nothing happened. There was no transaction that was weird other than when I tried to swipe the card. And I knew the billing address was wrong. So it gave one decline. I knew what it was. I fixed the billing address, but I had to recreate the freaking card. Same card, just a different billing address so that it would go through. Then they say, I can't send crypto, but I can buy it. They don't care. I can add it. They don't care. I can still use the card. They don't care. Like I just used the card to buy some food. So it's like, where are you seeing this sketchy activity? It doesn't make any freaking sense. And so I suspect they've now started adding a whole bunch of crap layers to try to accommodate whatever the regulators found. And I'm just happen, happen to be that collateral damage, which really pisses me off. LG Electronics, one of the major electronics manufacturers, 
is working to bring Metaverse to TVs. If you weren't pissed off like I am about the fact that you can't just get a plain old freaking TV. Everything's got to be a smart TV. And I know some people out there love smart TVs. I don't. I don't like because the TV nags you. It's like like my TV I have. It's actually an Amazon TV because it was only $300 and I needed one quick. But it nags you, yeah, just add to your wireless and plug in the internet deep, deep. And I'm like, no, I, don't, I just need a freaking TV because all I use it for is to dock my Switch and play games on the Switch. I don't want more technology because, mind you, all that does is increase the cost of these. It also, unfortunately, exacerbates the chip shortage. So, no, I don't want that crap. But it seems to keep happening no matter what I try to do. I can't get away from it. I share it because some people may want this, this idea that there's, quote, interoperable gaming and social experiences directly on your LG smart TVs, a.k.a. higher prices of TVs that they weren't high enough already. Now, to be fair, as long as it's not an OLED, they're actually pretty cheap. They're just trying to find a way to get more money out of you. We know that's what it is because people outside the bubble don't care about Metaverse. They don't care. And so trying to force this is not going to solve the problem. I would like to see something that's Metaverse tied to mixed reality, Microsoft. That makes sense to me because it's a it's a metaverse type technology, not just your freaking TV. Let a TV be a TV for F's sake. Last part, and this is real quick. Sam Bankman Freed, aka Poof Hair, please not guilty. People think that he's gonna find high-priced people to try to get out of his crimes. I don't think it's because of high-priced people. I think he believes, he actually believes he didn't do anything. He knows he did something wrong. I said that before when I did the analysis. I think he believes that he didn't do anything criminal and that likely the claim will be, no, it's not criminal. I'm not going to accept criminal charges. Am I culpable for it? It's like the car salesman on Seifu. Well, I, I failed. You know, people fail. It happens all the time. And I failed. I think that's going to be his defense. Either that or he'll use his medical condition. I don't think so. Because all of a sudden he seems to be perfectly fine and the ADD is not showing. <laughs> so we know he has good lawyers. I think he's going to basically just say, I failed, and that's what it is. There's no criminal. You can't prove criminal. And to be fair, it'll be difficult to prove criminal because with criminal, you have to prove intent. I'm not sure you can prove intent out of him. He might have been strategic. I said when I did the coverage, him going on all these platforms, doing all these interviews, he knows what he's doing. So maybe he was building sympathy, right? Saying, look, I if I were trying to cheat people, why would I go up on these platforms and talk to them? And listen to what I said. I said, as a CEO, I failed. I want to do things to make it right. I think this guy is smarter than people give him credit for. He's an idiot for his failure. I'm talking about how he's navigating the, ju the judicial system. I think he's actually brilliant in how he's able to get past this. And it's possible he gets off, but I think they're going to get him on something. Probably taxes, just like Al Capone. The last thing we'll talk about is numbers. I saved them for last because ultimately, I don't know what to make of them. I briefly said, looks like we have a little bit of a pump. What does that mean? I'm still seeing more red on the month chart than I see green. That's why I theorize it's temporary, but I could be wrong and I could basically have my initial prediction be right that we're en route to a run. My stress as I close is make sure that you are careful. Don't be tempted because it could be a bull trap. I'm not suggesting that you do nothing. I'm saying be careful with whatever it is you choose to do. What you choose to do is what you choose to do. Just be careful no matter what. Make sure you don't get tempted off of just the pumps because they may not last. And most importantly, some projects may try to dump off to, you know, build up liquidity or do something else. And then that would hurt you, at least in the short term. So 
Just be smart with your trading strategy. Keep an eye on the graph, certainly. Keep an eye, make sure your alerts are on for price movement to be significant in one direction or another. But just be careful. Above all, just be careful. And no matter what, your people are first, in my opinion. Your people come first. Food, bills, take care of everything. Just like I have to do. I have to pay the freaking gas bill. Take care of everything in your household. Make sure everybody's good to go. Don't get hooked on the crypto stuff because we don't know and many of these projects don't care about you. And I don't think that we should give them the full attention unless they learn to earn our loyalty because I think that loyalty, unfortunately, is being misplaced. A lot of people are giving blind loyalty to crap projects as in Seifu and others. And I hope we get away from that in the new year. We start seeing stronger projects come out I'm hearing somewhat bad things for things like Everrise from desperation. Then I'm hearing good things for other projects. And at some point I may turn back on the underdog project evaluation, the swags for those. Keep an ear out for that because I do think that with this new year, it's a fresh start and we have to leave behind the garbage of the past. I'll need your help, everybody. We have to discourage the kids and say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and say the word Maxi. We have to encourage and strongly support serious investors that believe there's something to it. I can't do it alone. I need your help. And hopefully we'll get to a new world where everybody gets rich because at the end of the day, that's what we're all here for, yes? Just make sure you make smart decisions and not FOMO decisions because getting rich, Warren Buffett didn't get rich overnight. It took him time and smart investments that take time. It was never about some lottery ticket because we are in a state of gambling. Whatever you choose to do, as in ignore me or not, it's up to you. But I think everybody should be reasonably conservative, especially now, because it's going to be a different era in cryptocurrency. We have to see what this looks like for everybody's benefit. Stay safe, please. Be careful and don't get tempted. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project, it doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take. And what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.